Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. In the Battery Atlantis, the Buck Blue Show here on the Fan 680 and 93.7. Hopefully your day's off to a great start. Like we got a gorgeous day here in Hotlanta. Got David Holloway back in, ready to be the engineer. Uh, DT going to the doctor. He's a little under the weather these days. A little bit. We're hoping for a speed recovery from him. I'm sure he'll be back in real soon. I'm, yeah, appreciate we'll you filling in. Yeah, always happy to fill in, Buck. Road Dog Gillespie, he's working it as our producer, a little down and dejected with the way the Bulldogs let that one uh, get away from him in the second half last night. But he did get some airtime on the SEC Network. So we are ready to go here on the show. Uh, looking forward to having Chris Conley on. He'll be playing in the Super Bowl next week for the San Francisco 49ers, former Bulldog, former Metro Atlanta product. So uh, looking forward to having Chris on, talking about how he got there and uh, what we can expect out of Super Bowl 58, I believe it is. Right now, though, it's time to get to the big take. Bucks. Take. All right, the party's on at Sanford Stadium this fall. Beer sales have been approved for the masses. The big money boosters will no longer be the only fans bellying up to the bar during the game. <laughs> so get ready to grab a couple of crisp, clean, classic city loggers and you're ready to cheer on the dogs, folks. I'm more of a Tropicalia guy myself, Buck. I mean, Creature Comforts makes fantastic beer, but, yeah, no, you can't beat a good, cold Tropicalia. All right, remember now, you got to pace yourself at the pregame tailgate party now as UGA becomes the last of the 16 SEC schools to make the move. I believe Auburn was 15th, and Georgia becomes the 16th school to uh, have beer sales at the football games. Now, there are going to be two restrictions. One, it's going to be a limit of two beers purchased at a time. Two, beer sales will be shut down at the end of the third quarter. Now, I've got a couple of questions. Will a family-friendly environment be maintained? And will the drunks be escorted out? Just wondering. It's a good question, Buck, because you know how SEC fans get at college football games, man. They are riled up, always ready to go when they walk in the stadium. But when they 
have a few while watching the game, do you think that there will be an increased amount of craziness or you think it would kind of be the same amount of craziness? I mean, I've, Personally, I haven't been well, doing I think enough. it's the double whammy here. We're talking about the pregame tailgates, which are huge. Yeah. Oh, that, and there's and then no you're limit on that. Double one. down when you get inside the stadium. So, you know, will a family friendly environment be maintained? And then will the drunks be escorted out? If the answer to those two questions is no, then it's just not fair to the fans who want to see the game and cheer on the team without having to deal with the dude that's passed out in the seat next to him. Quick story. Took my two sons to the 2014 Georgia-Georgia Tech game in Athens. My boys were seven and nine. I was able to secure a couple of seats next to the press box with the bathroom just a few steps away. And so my youngest, a rat, says, Dad, I got to go to the bathroom. So I walk him to the entrance and I'm staring at the game at that point in time, seeing what's going on. And as uh, Rhett immediately walks back out and he says, Dad, there's a man asleep on the floor of the bathroom. And I'm, I'll go in and I take a look and I know what I'm going to see. Uh, and I'm thinking, uh, he's not asleep. He's passed out cold on the bathroom floor. Look, I'm, I'm all for fans having fun at the game. And if you want to knock back some cold beers, then have at it. But one of the things that makes the college game day in-game atmosphere so much fun is the ability to bring your family along with you. I mean, it's not an adults-only thing. And I just hope that continues. So, Road Dog, what are you thinking, man? Well, did you go in there and get Hoyt up off the floor and bring him... <laughs> I knew I, I knew that was coming. I was going to say it, but he beat me to it. Uh, yeah, it wasn't Hoyt. I did take a look at him. It wasn't Hoyt. Yeah, you didn't have a hat on backwards, I'm assuming, right? You know, and the crazy thing, that same day we, uh, we uh, parked in uh, the parking deck and were walking to the stadium during the pregame, and there was a guy that was passed out in the bushes. And they said, Dad, look at that guy laying in the bushes over there. And again, they're seven and nine. So this a little bit of a wake up call for them. And then we see the guy asleep on the bathroom floor. You know, I'm seeing in the release where Josh Brooks, the J. Reed Parker director of athletics at the University of Georgia. I think I got that right. Uh, Josh was saying that the uh, people selling the beer will be basically coached up. And I'm, I'm interpreting that to mean that if the guy's inebriated, they're not selling the guy the beer. That's what I'm thinking that means. So, uh, Georgia, coming around, you're going to see some beer sales at Sanford Stadium. And I'm just hoping for the best. Uh, you see a lot of these NFL games where you're seeing some uh, bare-knuckle brawls going on up in the, uh, the stadium. I mean, up in the seats, man, there are people getting knocked out left and right. 
I mean, that's common sight. If you're like up and like, it's a stereotypical thing that's even made a joke on Family Guy where a bunch of fat drunk dudes are trying to beat up each other. Security guard kicks out the wrong guy. You know, the wives get involved, and you know, it's, yeah, it's that's some ugly video a, out there. Yeah, there's it's a stereotype about about New England fans, especially like NFL fans in general, just getting into big drunken brawls at the stadium. Philly fans, I mean, like it's it's insane. I mean, I'm hoping that doesn't make it to the college atmosphere because. I will add on to what you said earlier. The college atmosphere is fantastic. It's also because of the pageantry and just the um, atmosphere itself makes it more fun. And will drunken behavior kind of taint that is what I'm kind of worried about. Yeah, and look, if you can do the quick math here, you're talking about uh, Georgia seating close to 100,000 fans, right? So you're guessing about half of them, say 50,000, are drinking beer. I'm, I'm just going to say, look, you're probably having four during the course of the game. So you got 50,000 fans drinking four beers. All right, that's 200,000 beers. Uh, you got them selling at 8 to $9, let's just say $9. So you're talking about $1.8 million in beer sales for one game. Does that include the visiting fans, though? Because they're probably... Well, I'm just counting half the fans in fair, the stadium. Fair, fair. Um, yeah. Also, does all, we also should think about the freshman or sophomore students getting their senior friends to buy them beer for them. So we also think about that. Um, that's yeah. another issue that I think could be a problem as the younger kids trying to sneak a couple themselves. Yeah, and I'm not trying to be a party pooper here. Look, I'm just saying I hope we can maintain an environment that will be... Uh, you know, fun for everybody. I have faith in the Southern people. So if you people, see the drunk so. guy, you can escort the guy out is what I'm wondering. I, I think it'd be... you got the belligerent yeah. fan sitting next to you, and he's screaming out every name in the book. Are yeah. they going to escort his butt out of there? I would hope so. I mean, I would think that if you're... We'll be safe in the press yeah, box, though. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. We'll be safe. That'll be the only spot where you can't buy a beer. We'll be in the press box. Looking forward to seeing where that's going to be, too. All right, let's see what's popping out there. Let's find out what's popping. What's popping? Dogs uh, jump on Alabama, man, last night. They jumped them in a big game for Georgia, and then they fade in the second half. And Road Dog didn't look too happy sitting courtside last night. Very disappointing. Georgia up 17-2 in the game, leading 41-27 at halftime. And not able to hold on. Makes that game on Saturday even bigger. Day number three in the Senior Bowl today as far as practice goes. Day number two, a bad day for former Auburn quarterback Bo Nix. Got to watch a lot of the practice on TV. Day two, uh, number two for Bo Nix, a bad day, not impressive. And it was something I talked about yesterday in the quarterback club. Not impressive. Dropping back in the pocket, making intermediate throws. Not very accurate. NFL scouts paying attention to that, so it uh, doesn't look like Bo helped his cause yesterday. Falcons holding the press conference for new head coach Raheem Morris coming up Monday at 2 o'clock. believe you'll be able to hear that right here on the fan. Looking forward to seeing what Raheem has to say. On Monday, down at uh, MBS at 2 o'clock start there on that one. Pebble Beach Pro-Am getting underway today. Wouldn't you love to play Pebble Beach? 
That's fine. My dad promised me that as a graduation gift when I graduated college because he played Pebble Beach. I've still and then yet he saw to how see. much it cost. I've yeah, I've failed, I've yet to see, have that uh, college graduation present yet. So I'm, I would love to play Pebble Beach. That looks it looks phenomenal. Yeah, and I think that's going to cost you roughly about twenty five hundred bucks, two thousand five hundred dollars. That's not including flying to San Francisco. You know the. Um, Green fee is going to be around six, seven hundred. All right, yeah. but you got to stay at one of the resorts on site. So the lodge, let's say, is a thousand dollars a night. You got to have a minimum of two night stay. Yeah. So there's two grand. I mean, basically, you're talking about twenty five hundred bucks to be able to tee it up. Oh, it's beach. yeah, but I'm sure like the scenery itself and just the experience of the course is well worth it because it's just legendary out there. Top fifty in the world will be teeing it up. Really strong field. Got some of the celebs hanging out there. Like uh, Tom Brady going to play in this thing. Brady turned in a handicap of eight. Aaron Rodgers will tee it up. His handicap, a four. I'd have to see that to believe it. I don't really trust Aaron Rodgers. It's like uh, three times. I think he's fudging on the handicap to make it look a little better. Buster Posey, a six handicap. Josh Allen turned in a 9. Steve Young a 13. The uh, celebs and ams will only play on Thursday, today, and tomorrow. Pros only on the weekend. Looking forward to seeing a lot of that starting today. So in the NFL, only the Washington Commanders are looking for a new head coach. Seeing the odds on this one, Mike Vrabel, the former Nashville Titans coach, uh, with the uh, odds of 2-1 to one being the next coach of the Washington Commanders. He is not even interviewed for the job. And according to Vegas, is the leading candidate to get the job. Uh, Dan Quinn also 3-1. to one. Eric Bieniemy 20-1 to odds to emerge as getting the promotion there in Washington, becoming their new head coach. Bieniemy's stock has gone down. Not a likable guy, reportedly. Hard on the players. Doesn't look like he's going to get a job again this year. And that's what's popping out there, brothers. That is what's popping. All right, coming back on the other side, looking forward to having Chris Conley on, former Georgia Bulldog. Now is uh, going to uh, play in the Super Bowl coming up next week. We'll talk Super Bowl with Conley next. Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 
San Francisco 49ers receiver and former George Bulldog. Chris Conley joins me. Chris, thanks for your time, man, and congratulations on making it to the big game. Thanks, Buck. Um, glad to be here, and, man, it's been a, been a heck of a ride this year. Heck of a ride. Hey, is this a dream come true for you, uh, something you thought about? As a player, maybe at North uh, North Paulding High School here in Metro Atlanta, how far did did this dream go back? Tell us about the journey. Uh, you know, it's been it's been a journey of, of figuring out a lot of the steps as they come. You know, I I started playing football late. I started playing in high school, where most of the guys I played with played since they were you know younger. So, uh, figuring out what uh, the possibilities were. For myself was kind of a, a live event, you know, as I was as I was learning the game uh, and, and working and kind of improving. Um, you know, I didn't have a, a ton of expectations, but uh, you know, definitely the last couple of years, um, as I've been in the league, you know, this is my my ninth season in the NFL. Uh, it's definitely become um, a goal. The longer that I've been in the league, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who have been there. Uh, a lot of friends who've won, and uh, you know, I just want to want to want to want to do that myself. You know, so uh, definitely it is a it is a huge goal now. Yeah, I'm sure at some point you'll be reflecting back on these people that helped you along the way. Uh, both I mentioned your high school there in North Paulding High School, Georgia, with Coach Rick. Uh, who are some of the people that, that help get you where you are right now? Your parents, I know, a big part of this. Yeah, you know, my mom and dad made uh, so many sacrifices uh, to get me here. Not just sacrifices of their time or money, but sacrifices in, in uh, making decisions that people said that they were ridiculous for, how, um, how structured they were. You know, some people called it just strict and ridiculous. But I'm so thankful for that now because, you know, that, that structure – uh, it's one of the things that that's helped me excel. Um, and I think I'm thankful for you know my high school coaches, Coach Webb, you know for for teaching me the game and and waking up all those mornings with me to teach me how to catch a football. You know, uh, <laughs> Coach Rick, Tony Ball, everyone at Georgia. You know, it's it's just crazy how all of those interactions and relationships uh, help you you know grow into the man you are today. You guys had a great season, and that, I'm tell you, man, that NFC Championship game, uh, entertaining for the fans, and uh, I'm guessing a little emotionally draining for your your team, the 40U and the 49ers team there. Down 24-7 at the half, rallied and, and just dominated the second half. Uh, tell us about that. How do you explain that, uh, a game of two halves? Yeah, uh, you know, it was just kind of, one of those situations when you're down like that at halftime uh, and you, you've already expended so much energy and emotion in the first half, uh, you know, there's not really any time for, for motivational speeches and it's not the time for uh, more talking. It's the time to do it. You know, that's what guys came to a consensus to in the locker room and uh, really rallied around that it was time to put our foot down. And uh, coming out that second half, man, uh, you know, the guys, you could see it in everyone's eyes. Uh, they were determined. And I think that winning games like that, you know, being able to come back uh, is something that you 
only really understand the potential of when you've been through a game like that and you've won. Uh, you, you realize that you're not really out of games, you know, even if you're down 20 points or 17 points. Uh, you realize that there's still opportunity uh, for you to come back and win. It changes the way you play. Uh, Debo Samuel, 11 touches with a bad shoulder, uh, obviously toughing it out out there. What were your thoughts on his performance? Uh, phenomenal. You know, D- Debo is a warrior. Uh, he uh, it goes out there. When he touches the ball, he does things, you know, that, uh, that are truly unique. Uh, and, and he's super gifted, just uh, the feel that he has. Uh, he's a football player, and he's a playmaker. Uh, and he uh, he gives us a lot of juice, man. He goes out there, and he puts it on the line, you know, regardless of how he's feeling, and, uh, you know, puts the team first. But, uh, you know, he's he's been uh, – he was instrumental in that, in that victory. Instrumental, absolutely. And Ayuk, uh, man, that catch was amazing. Uh, coming off the helmet of the the safety for the Chiefs, one of the big plays in the game. Yeah, you know, BA has been playing at a high level all year. Uh, just, I, I would say that the most talented young receiver in this league. You know, um, he's he's proven that uh, over and over again that he's reliable uh, and he's, he can go out there and he can make you plays. He's electric. Um, but uh, that play, man, talk about the concentration of being able to see that ball come off the helmet of the defender and then being able to catch that and, you know, maintain it. That's that's huge. But that was a massive momentum shift. Uh, and you could just feel uh, the energy on the sideline uh, of flipping the field and, and really just showing, like, hey, like, this is happening. Hey, you've been around some great running backs. What What makes McCaffrey so good? Uh, you know, Christian can do it all. Uh, he can do it all. He can he can run uh, outside. He can run in between tackles. He can uh, cut back and, and reverse field. You know, he can he can be a power back, a speed back. Uh, but I think the most impressive thing about uh, Christian is uh, just the way that he is with his teammates. You know, he uh, he communicates so well with the guys. Uh, and gets along well with him. He goes out there and he fights for yards, and guys respect the hell out of him. Uh, and so uh, people block that way because they want to see him succeed because, you know, when it's time for him to do pass protection, he puts it all on the line. Uh, and he puts everything on the line every game. So he's got a lot of respect from, from everybody. Uh, and that's that's really impressive. Chris, I was totally into the game watching it uh, here at home. And, Boy, I tell you, I got a little nervous at the end of the game. It's 34-31. You guys are hanging on to a three-point lead, 56 seconds left, and the Lions are lining up on that onside kick, and I see you out there as the primary recovery guy on that hands team. Uh, what were you thinking in that moment? Uh, you know, we had uh, studied their onside kick team, and they had uh, two kicks in that direction. So from the pre-snap alignment, uh, we knew that he was kicking my way, uh, and he had two kicks that he had shown. He had uh, the short high hopper, which is the one that you saw, uh, and then he also had a an on-the-ball or on-the-ground fast kick uh, that would go really, really wide. And uh, so I kind of had to line up a little bit wider than I wanted to because if you get that fastball that goes wide, you can't adjust back out. Um, but we ended up getting the shorter kick inside, 
And so making my way up to catch that shorter kick, you know, uh, Lions player dove out and tapped the ball back before uh, the ball had gone its 10 yards. And uh, George Kittle got on it, man. George Kittle got on it and uh, sealed the game. But uh, tough kick uh, for that situation. You know, we went with what we thought we were going to get, and we got the other, and uh, we're still able to make the play. Chiefs and Ravens game, uh, really a compelling game also. Uh, Chiefs really doing a good job defensively on Lamar Jackson and that Ravens offense, uh, able to get some pressure on Lamar. And then the thing I was impressed with, they had such tight coverage on those Ravens receivers. Uh, Spagnola seems to do a really good job there as a defensive coordinator. What have you seen so far in this Chiefs defense? Uh, you know, they're talented. Uh, they're talented and they're well coached. And, um, you know, they've obviously done what it takes to get to this point. You know, they've, they've done what's necessary and they've uh, won when they needed to get to where they are now. So, uh, got to respect that. Um, and uh, it, it shows on tape. It shows on tape. Chris, we appreciate you taking time for me, man. Uh, I know a lot of people in the Atlanta area. Uh, really appreciative of uh, hearing from you before the big game. We uh, we appreciate you, man. Wishing you the best of luck and want to see you go out there and get a win in Vegas uh, coming up next week, man. Best of luck. Thanks, Buck. Uh, appreciate you guys having me and everyone who supported me up to this point, the whole Bulldog Nation. Um, I'm really grateful for all of you. Thank you. Yeah, looking forward to the Super Bowl next week. And, hey, man, heads up on this. Atlanta Sports Station, 680 The Fan, and The Locker Room Show are sending five lucky listeners to Sandals uh, Destination, Sandals Duns River in Jamaica. And it's easy to get qualified, man. All you got to do is listen to the show. Next thing you know, you might be a winner of one of those five trips they're giving away. So you've got to check out the 680 social media accounts at Facebook, Instagram, and X before the show. Then tune into the locker room each weekday, 6 to 10. And when prompted, be the first caller and correctly identify the keyword of the day. And then uh, you'll be qualified to win a trip to Sandals, Duns River, Jamaica, so uh, make sure you get that done. you got to be 21 or older and a legal resident of Georgia to be able to enter and to win. Let's get to a top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Hi, joined in studio by Amanda Swartz, our director of social media here at 680 The Fan. Uh, you're a busy girl. How's it going today? It's another busy day. You got a lot happening? A lot happening. We're gearing up for Brave Spring training, so a lot of preparation for that. Yeah, well, keep up the good work. We Thanks. appreciate it. All right, so let's get to number one. All right, number one. Auburn has a new defensive coordinator. Are you impressed with Hugh Freeze's hire? Uh, that would be a no. Oh. That I'm not impressed at all. DJ Durkin, you know, he's one of those guys that keeps getting these jobs. And I don't really understand how he keeps getting these jobs. He's had one top ten rated defense and in his entire career. One. And then he's got that bad reputation of being verbally uh, abusive 
I just don't know how he keeps getting hired. So I give this grade an F. Oh, wow. Over at Auburn. I give it an F. You know, he was he was working out. Uh, he was the coach at Maryland, and a kid died on his watch. No way. Yeah, they're working out. He's running them extra, and the kid passed out. Oh, my God. And I was hoping, you know, he'd be able to learn from that. But uh, not a lot of results with DJ Durkin. Uh, Hugh Freeze has had some missteps himself, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but... Uh, yeah, I give it an F. Oh, wow. F sounds about right then. All right, number two. Are any teams interested in trading with the Bears for Justin Fields? <laughs> you know, I keep asking Mort about this. Uh, the last three Wednesdays, I've asked Mort about it. and You know, they, uh, they've got the number one pick in the draft, so they got their choice of any of these quarterbacks in this draft, and it's loaded with talent. So one would believe they're going to have to trade Justin Fields and then take whatever quarterback they want, probably Caleb Williams. So, look, the Falcons are on the list. They're desperate for a quarterback. And the guy that drafted Fields in Chicago is a member of the Falcons personnel department, mm -hmm. Ryan Pace. So there's a connection there. Keep an eye on that. Uh, the Raiders are interested, reportedly. Garoppolo's been a fail at that in Vegas, Aiden O'Connell is is really limited skill-wise, so the Raiders would be in the mix. Patriots are a team to keep an eye on, too. Mac Jones flamed out. They're in Boston. They've got the number three pick, so maybe they draft a quarterback. Steelers and uh, Pickett is struggling there. Young quarterback out of pit, and they've got Arthur Smith as the new offensive coordinator, and I think he would prefer a mobile-type guy, so... Maybe Art would recommend they get Justin Fields. Broncos, I've seen the Broncos mentioned, but, you know, uh, Sean Payton's a guy that really appreciates a prolific pocket passer, and that's not what Fields is. So, you know, a handful of teams look like they might be interested in doing a deal with the Bears. Keep an eye on it. I like it. All right, number three, reveal a Super Bowl betting tip. Yeah, Super Bowl betting tip. Well, you need to remember this. Is Patrick Mahomes is 10-1-1 versus the spread as an underdog. 10-1-1 against the spread as an underdog. I'd keep that in mind. Uh, right now, I think the 49ers are favored by two. So that would qualify. Uh, that's a hard number to ignore there, 10-1-1. One, one. Mm -hmm. If I was a betting man, I think I might lay some money on the Chiefs and Mahomes getting a, getting a win there. I'd put my money there, too. All right, number four, who is your Pebble Beach pick? Uh, I'm going Jordan Spieth. I'm going Jordan Spieth. I know he hadn't won in a couple of years. Uh, Hilton had, I think, the last time that he won at Harbortown. He's got six top tens at Pebble Beach which means he fits that golf course. He he uh, likes those uh, Poana greens they've got there. He puts those really well. He play, normally plays really well. Yeah, I'm going to go Jordan Spieth. Good pick. All right, and number five, drop a few pros who have been robbed. We're talking about the Hall of Fame, I'm guessing, there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to go uh, Dan Reeves with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's He's been to the Super Bowl more than any other uh, person ever. How can Dan Reeves, he took the Falcons to the Super Bowl. How can Dan Reeves not be in there? 
Tommy Nobis is another one that his his rookie year when he came out of Texas, he was drafted in the first round by the Falcons. And Nobis in his rookie year, he had like a thousand tackles. Uh, you, look at it wasn't a thousand, but it seemed like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most ever in a season. And he played some really outstanding football for the Falcons. So how can Reeves and Nobis not be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? We just got through talking about the Baseball Hall of Fame. Andrew Jones still waiting to get in. Uh, Willie Mays called him the best center fielder he's ever seen. That's good enough for me. Dale Murphy's another one that put on that Braves uniform. He should be in the Hall of Fame. So there's four. Uh, one more. I'm going to say Herschel Walker should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, okay. too. He's When you add up his professional numbers, and that's it's not the NFL Hall of Fame, it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You add up the numbers, I mean, he's up there with guys like Walter Payton. So, yeah, Herschel Walker should be in there, too. I like it, Buck. Hey, thanks, Amanda. Try to get it all done today, girl. I know you're busy. I will. Follow us at 680 The Fan, everyone. Thank you. Yeah, and try to win that trip down to Sandals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got those words? Oh, yeah. Keywords are up on yeah. X, Twitter, and our Instagram story, okay, so check we'll be it looking. out. I'm going to try to win that thing. You should. I'm not eligible? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> All right. Kelly and I would love to go down there for a couple days. <laughs> we would love it. All right. So uh, that's that. Hey, our Braves coverage, man, too. You need to be uh, aware of this. If you didn't make it to Braves Fest this past weekend... 680 The Fan, we got you up to date with audio and video interviews from Braves players, coaches, and even Alex Anthopoulos. Get caught up on all the news and interviews from Braves Fest. Go to 680thefan.com slash Braves Fest. Tap the app or search 680 The Fan on YouTube, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Roku. Don't want to forget about Roku. And I think it is time for the Bulldog Beat. The fans got a Georgia Bulldogs national champion on the beat. 25-20, Mark Sideline, 15 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! This is the Bulldog Beat with Buck Baloo. Presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent. Good to see Kirby Smart down in Mobile yesterday, uh, taking a look and uh, supporting... The guys that played for him at Georgia, this is what sets Kirby Smart apart from a lot of the other coaches out there. Some of the head coaches that say, you know what, I texted my guys at the Senior Bowl and wished them good luck. I think I'm just going to stay here in town today. Kirby jumps on that jet, flies down to Mobile, and he's getting in front of those guys. Six Georgia players, five I believe now, Van Pran pulled out. Uh, down there competing in the uh, Senior Bowl. So great to see Kirby down there yesterday supporting his guys. Uh, I think he took along Glenn Schumann and Brian McClendon. I bet they worked in a little recruiting visit along the way. Just saying. Uh, And and we've heard a lot about Lad McConkie, man, doing uh, a great job of uh, upping his stock down at the Senior Bowl. These defensive backs, they, they can't cover the dude down there. He is showing out. He's balling. And that is great to see out of Lad McConkie making some money, moving up in the draft with that performance he's having down there. Now, another Georgia receiver looks like to me is is doing a really good job, too, and that's Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint. Ex-receiver, 
And the best I can tell watching these practices after I get off the show here is he's looking pretty good down there running routes on these DBs. He's got a pro body, tremendous wingspan, good hands. He blocks, which is something Kirby always really appreciated about him. And he's really focused in, as I understand it, making sure that when they get to the combine, he's going to lay down an impressive number when he runs the 40. It's really big for the wide receivers, that 40 times. So as I understand it, working really hard on his speed, trying to cut some of those hundredths of a second off and uh, try to look good when it comes to the combine. So keep an eye on Marcus Roseme. Jack Saint come NFL draft time. A little uh, disappointed with the Bulldogs basketball team last night. Man, they jumped on Alabama big time. I was at the house in Braden. Uh, my oldest son says, Dad, they're up 17-2 on Bama. And so I went and turned the TV downstairs on and started checking out the game. Bulldogs looking good in the first half. They led 41-27 at halftime. Came out, started the second half. They were up 11 12 minutes left in the game, and we're outscored in the last 12 minutes, 43-23. to 23. The bottom fell out on the Bulldogs as Alabama comes storming back in the last 12 minutes of the game. So Bulldogs now checking in at 14-7 and seven on the season, 4-4 four and four record in SEC play. And I'm telling you, man, they got the South Carolina game coming up Saturday in Athens at the Stag, and that's going to be huge. Coach White and the Bulldogs to keep those NCAA tournament hopes alive. You need some quality wins along the way. And South Carolina just took down Tennessee earlier this week. Bulldogs might want to win that one Saturday against the Gamecocks. And speaking I'm of you, saying. you talked about Kirby being at the Senior Bowl earlier. He was also at the uh, game last night, courtside with Mary Beth. Man, and, I'm telling uh, you, I think he's got place. a twin brother. Is what I'm thinking. I mean, he's he's at two places at the same time. I mean, he's got to have a twin brother. His brother Herbie Smart out there in, in Mobile. Or he might have uh, somebody pretending to be Kirby Smart, you know, wearing one of those masks like I think the Joe Biden imposter is wearing. Uh, you might see from time to time out there. Not that I want to get into politics. But Kirby's amazing. Nobody's outworking Kirby Smart. Confident when I say that. All right, coming back on the other side, man, the Falcons looking for a quarterback. And uh, as you look around the NFC South, there are a lot of new faces. We'll talk about it next. Got the Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. 
First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch. You want to do that and also get that fan mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct. Fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you. Wow! Up and coming at Beaver Toyota. Drive by there a lot. It's up in our neck of the woods. All right, let's talk a little Falcons football, man. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Yeah, the Falcons in the NFC South, obviously. And did you know that every one of the teams in the NFC South will have a new offensive coordinator this year? Falcons with a new head coach, Raheem Morris, and he's hired the Rams quarterback coach. Zach Robinson will come in and be the new offensive coordinator. Quarterback coach T.J. Yates moving over from the wide receiver coach. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they, they are interviewing. They are looking for a new offensive coordinator. Todd Bowles, the head coach down in Tampa. Understand they've interviewed Ken Dorsey. Got fired up in Buffalo earlier this year. Alex Van Pelt. And Randall L., another one out there that has reportedly interviewed for that Tampa job. Now, look, not telling what telling these guys what they should be doing. But wouldn't you want to know who the quarterback was going to be before you accepted the job as the offensive coordinator? I know I would. I'm telling you, man. Baker Mayfield, Bucks have got to make a decision on Mayfield. He made $4 million last season on a one-year contract. He's a free agent, so it's time to pay up. Or he's going to be leaving. Reading something uh, yesterday in preparation for the show today, a comparison <clears throat> that looks pretty similar for Baker Mayfield would be Geno Smith out in Seattle with the Seahawks who signed a three-year, $105 million deal, and that's $35 million a year. Good money if you can get it. So I would imagine the Bucks are floating a number around something like that, 3 and 83 to 105, something along those lines. Mayfield had a really good season, led the Bucks to the playoffs. Threw for over 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, 10 picks. Completed 64% of his passes. Now, look, he was 18th in QBR. So somewhere right in the middle. Yeah, if I was a new offensive coordinator or thinking about taking a job, I'd want to know who the quarterback was going to be, man. Maybe that's why the Bucks hadn't hired anybody yet. So the Saints, uh, you got Dennis Allen still the head coach down there. They got David Carr. In a long-term deal, four years, $150 million. They're paying him $37.5 a year. And he was 16th in QBR this past season. Completed 68%, 25 touchdowns, eight picks. I believe this will be the second year in that four-year deal for David Carr. Who's going to be their new offensive coordinator? Well, they got rid of Pete Carmichael. 
He's now uh, reconvened with Sean Payton out in Denver as the Broncos' new offensive coordinator. Going to try to get Russell Wilson coached up. And the Saints are interviewing around right now. Greg Lewis, former wide receiver in the NFL, six years on the Kansas City staff as a running back and receiver coach, interviewing for that job. So we'll have to keep an eye on what the Saints are doing. Panthers got Bryce Young. Uh, he's going to be their quarterback. Four-year, $37 million deal coming out of Alabama. $24 million signing bonus, man. That's good money if you can get it. They're going to be paying him $9.2 a year in that four-year deal. Now, they've hired the Bucks' offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, the new head coach there in Charlotte. And he's brought on... His sidekick, Brad Idzik, as the new offensive coordinator in charge of getting Bryce Young coached up, will be entering his second year on the job. Uh, Bryce Young, number 31 in total QBR last season. They have got to get Bryce Young playing better football up in Charlotte under their new head coach. So... Uh, Four new offensive coordinators in the NFC South. And you got uh, two of the four teams with quarterbacks in place. The Falcons aren't one of those. Falcons are desperate to find a quarterback. And that is the big story with our Atlanta Falcons moving forward. Hey, want to invite you to join Chuck and Chernoff. They're going to celebrate the return of golf and the start of the uh, golf season. That's sort of the, the start of the golf season with the opening round of Pebble Beach Pro-Am Tournament. Uh, Firemaker Brewery today from 2 to 6. Nothing says golf like Chuck and Chernoff, right? They're going to have some golf prizes, including free rounds of golf, T-shirts, and other golf items. So join the boys between 2 and 6 today. They'll be uh, watching a little golf there, and you can, too, the opening round of the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. All right, let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Uh, yeah, nothing saying golf like Chuck and Chernoff. <laughs> I can picture it now. All right, final word today. Uh, hey, Bucks Beat, episode 93 will drop in the next 24 hours. And it will include the entire Chris Conley interview that you heard today on the Buck Blue Show. There, we had to. We're not able to include all of the entire interview on the Blue Show today, with the 42 minutes of content thing working. So you can uh, check that out on episode 93 as it drops in the next 24. It's a matchup breakdown of the Super Bowl. Get you ready for the big Super Bowl. Up right now, we got episode 92. And that, is, that would be my thoughts on the Raheem Morris hire. The Falcons with a new head coaching hire. I'll break that down. You can hear that currently up on episode 92. And Matt Lear stepping in as our engineer. You're going to drive Cellini absolutely crazy with those drops. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you have the drop of me, uh, the recorded drop of me Don't saying, forget about Buck's yeah, Don't forget about Buck's Beat. And... Look, I'm going to tell you, man, Cellini's going to go crazy on somebody. That's why I have this glass between us. It, it's either going to be you or it's going to be me 
or some poor soul that doesn't know what's going on. Speaking of Nick, uh, Nick and Chris coming up next. Cellini and Domino, don't want to miss that. Uh, Stick around for that one. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you'll join me. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thanks and go dogs. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.